When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, April 14th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes from the nation's capital. Hoynesy, how's the weather down there in uh, Washington? It's uh, a little overcast right now, Joe. It's about 75 degrees, but it looks it looks good. Let's hope this uh, the warm weather holds and the rain holds off. I, I don't know. It might be hinting about rain. Yeah, it's one of those rare occasions where the, the April weather is nicer in Cleveland than it is down in... Uh, in DC, but hopefully the, uh, the series, uh, gets some, some nice games, a uh, nice weather, uh, in for, for this weekend. Uh, talking about the Guardians coming off a two and four homestand, uh, opening up a six game road trip to Washington and Detroit over the next, uh, couple of days here. Uh, two very winnable series for the Guardians if they're able to, to, to start getting their offense in gear. Yeah, Joe, they've got to, they've got to score some runs here. They've got to, you know, you know, it'd be nice if they could just give the pitching staff a few runs to work with, you know, kind of a, a couple of blowouts here or there so everybody can relax and it doesn't come down to the ninth inning, you know, the final out of the ninth inning, you know, time after time after time. They've played so many one-run games that, you know, that that gets, uh, that you know, that can fray the nerves. Yeah, Tito said uh, it wouldn't hurt him to spread a couple of them games out uh, in his, uh, his postgame uh, the other day. Um, it was uh, just kind of rough, to, a rough way to win games, a rough way to 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 be successful, to to you know be in these one run games, uh, pretty much every game, every time out there. Uh, it sort of frays on your nerves, like you said, and it makes it rougher for the sports writers. I can tell you that much for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're we're out. We're, we've got like four different leads every t- every night here. So yeah, it can, you start pulling your hair out and. Uh, but uh, you know, Joe, I think this is the, you know this is the kind of offense they're built around. They don't hit home runs. They're not going to hit a three-run homer to uh, you know in the top of the fifth inning to you know to give you know to give some to give a little elbow room to the uh, pitching staff. It's just you know just they just aren't this kind of that kind of team. So you know it is hard to win like this. It's hard to you know it's hard to win one-run games. It's hard to score you know one or two runs in a tenth inning. You know, and they, they just kind of grind and grind and grind. And sometimes that, that you, you can't always win those games. So it goes against you sometimes. That's why they're seven and six. Well, let's talk about, uh, you know, the, the pitching staff and the and the bullpen. Uh, you know, there, there were a couple of cracks over that homestand. Uh, a couple of times when uh, guys who had been uh, sort of spotless and flawless up until that point in the season uh, had, had given up some runs. Trevor Steffen gave up a home run uh, that that tied the game on Wednesday. Um, Emmanuel Classe uh, comes in and gives up the the, the go ahead run in that game. Uh, when when not just the the starting rotation, which has had injuries and and has been taxed, you know, has been 
you know, maybe not living up to uh, sort of expectations there, uh, the bullpen gets gets put in, in difficult spots, particularly against good teams like the Yankees. Uh, is there maybe some uh, the idea that maybe there's some relief uh, available to them if um, if guys like Hunter Gaddis and Peyton Battenfield uh, don't work out in the starting rotation? Well, yeah, Joe, the, you know, they've uh, you know, the the Guardians have built uh, this built themselves around starting pitching and they have some starting pitching, you know, that's doing pretty well. And in, in the minors, Tanner Beebe is pitching well. Uh, Gavin Williams is pitching well at Akron. Uh, Logan Allen is down there. So, you know, they have some options, but I think right now they're going to ride, you know, Peyton Battenfield and, and uh, Hunter Gaddis for a while, see how they do. But, uh, you know, there are options and I, and I don't think, uh, you know, they'll, Everybody will get a chance here. You know, they give, they don't, I don't think they just, um, you know, demote a guy after one bad start. It's, that's not the way they usually do things. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, you, the, the deeper you get into the season, the, the more games you've got to win and, and uh, you, you know, more you, you have to, uh, find a way to win those games and you have to go with your best option. Yeah. Shane Bieber only pitches once every five days. So that's, you know, right now that's as, as, uh, as close to a, a sure thing for a win as, as you can get uh, with Tristan McKenzie and Aaron Savali, both on the injured list and both not expected to, to be back anytime soon, really, uh, because uh, I think both of those guys, the injuries that they're dealing with are, are a little bit more longer term uh, sort of things. Um, you mentioned Tanner Bybee, uh, six innings, uh, eight strikeouts, no runs against Rochester last night for uh for the Clippers uh, down at AAA and Gavin Williams, five innings, four hits, uh, only allowed one run and three strikeouts. Uh, both of those guys, their numbers are are fantastic. Uh, you know, as of right now, Gavin Williams, uh, we're looking at uh, a zero, an 096 ERA and he's got 12 strikeouts on the season in two starts with uh, an 086 whip and, and Bybee, uh, he he hasn't given up an earned run yet in 11 innings, 15 strikeouts with an 073 whip. I mean, he's not even letting guys on base at AAA. Yeah, he's really doing a nice job. He's coming off a big season uh, last year, eight and two, 2.17 ERA, 25 starts. He struck out 167, Joe, in 132 and two thirds innings between Lake County and Akron, and he made the he's made the jump to AAA. You know, I thought Gavin Williams would be there, too, but, uh, you know, he's down in double-A, uh, you know, and uh, I don't think that's the worst thing. Uh, but BB's, you know, a, what, a fifth-round pick out of uh, Cal State Fullerton, and, uh, you know, and Williams was their number one pick. So those are two guys to watch for sure. Yeah, first-round pick out of East Carolina was uh, was Gavin Williams. Uh, but Bybee, uh, it sounds like he's – you know, found a little bit more, uh, a few extra miles per hour in his fastball as well. He was hitting 99 on the gun. Uh, I saw on a couple of highlights. Uh, and you know, this is a, this is a guy who it, it's no coincidence that, that the college guys that they drafted like Bybee and, and Williams, uh, you know, they get in the system within a year or two, uh, you know, they've, they picked things up and they've, they've made adjustments and, and now these guys are, are really knocking on the door. 
Yeah, and you know they've done. You know the uh, the organization has kind of made their reputation on that. Well, you know what? Every team, if they draft a uh, you know a college pitcher, he's automatically in the fast lane. He's got you know he's supposed to be to the big leagues a little quicker than a you know a high a high profile high school kid. Uh, so you know they get two, three, four years, and you you know you should be in the big leagues or you should be knocking on the door. And both these guys are. Yeah, the thing is, when you hit on one of those, you know, high school kids with the, the the bigger upside there, you get a guy like a Tristan McKenzie who can come in and you can see, you know, when when he finally reaches the big leagues, you know, what his ceiling is uh, as opposed to getting their, him there faster. I mean, it was we were waiting forever for Tristan McKenzie to make his debut. And then, you know, when he finally did, now he's he's dealing with injuries back and forth and, and all that. But the potential you can you can just see how how great the ceiling is with a, a guy like a McKenzie. You're talking about, you know, Cy Young's in front of the rotation guys. Uh, but these, these college guys come in and uh, if you, if you find the right mix, uh, you know, a guy like Bybee and a guy like Williams could, could be in your rotation for a long time. Yeah. And uh, you know, they, they've drafted heavy. What was it? Two years ago when, when the draft was went to 20 rounds, they drafted 18 pitchers. Most of them were college pitchers. You know, I want to say probably BB and, and, and Williams were in that draft. And uh, yeah, I so, think all, all of them, all of them were college pitchers. They were all college pitchers that they took. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, this is kind of the, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, you know, they're seeing the results of that draft and uh, they've got some, you know, they got some talent and, you know, and it's, uh, you know, they have the reputation of taking, you know, you know, not, not, you know, I mean, Williams obviously was a high, high profile guy, but, you know, BB wasn't a fifth round pick, but they get guys that get can throw strikes. They, they refine them and, you know, they can increase their velocity as well, Joe, as we've seen, uh, you know, with Tanner. Yeah. It's almost like they, they get into the, the quote unquote pitching factory and, you know, whatever little fine tuning they needed to do. Uh, it's not like they have to be rebuilt from the ground up. These guys already, you know, have an idea and they, they have routines. A guy like Williams coming from, uh, East Carolina. I mean, that's a, that's a program that's, that's had success. And, and, you know, they've sent guys to the, to the majors at Cal State Fullerton as well. So, uh, I, I really think, you know, they were, they were sort of hedging their bets that, that they could get some of these, um, these young guys uh, out of college and, and in early. I, I mean, Bobby's 24 years old. He's he's about as as old as as any one of those guys from the 2016 draft who who uh, when they made their debuts. So um, certainly uh, a, 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 a consistency with that program uh, and the the pitching uh, the the player development program uh, certainly uh, helping along the way. Uh, all right, uh, some uh, news and notes. From uh, this past homestand from the weekend, uh, we found out that uh, the Guardians are among three teams that are not being paid while Valley Sports is still continuing to broadcast their games. Uh, kind of a kind of a weird situation right now where, uh, you know, the fans want to see the games uh, broadcast, but Bally's uh, doing so without uh, having to pay for them, and and the Guardians are sort of the ones left holding the bag. Yeah, uh, Diamond Diamond Sports Group, the parent company of Bally's, is you know is having its cake and eating it too, Joe. You know they they claim by you know filing bankruptcy, the bankruptcy laws allow them 
to, uh, you know, allow them to uh, continue to show their product, the product. Um, and they're also collecting, you know, subscription revenues and advertising revenues from, from those, uh, from those games with, uh, with the Guardians, the Twins and, and the Diamondbacks are the other two teams that aren't getting paid, uh, while not paying, uh, you know, while not paying the teams. MLB has, you know, uh, filed a motion to, uh, you know, kind of cease and desist. They want this brought to an end as quickly as possible. They either want their teams to get paid by, by Diamond Sports Group or they want to, uh, have the TV rights come back to the teams and ultimately MLB who has said that they will broadcast the game. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a kind of an entangled situation, Joe. I don't see it getting solved, you know, anytime soon. This is one of those things that's in the courts now. You know, the bankruptcy laws are complicated and, and they, and they sometimes favor the, the, uh, you know, the entity that filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, it, it, that's why it's called bankruptcy protection, I think. But uh, uh, it, it's called protection, not, uh, you know, take advantage of the the ball club. Uh, it, it just doesn't seem fair that uh, the Guardians, you know, all of their their intellectual property, their their logos and their, you know, everything that's being used by Bally Sports is owned by the Guardians. And uh, it, it feels like uh, it feels like a Taylor Swift situation where they. Uh, you know, somebody else owns the the publishing rights to her music, and uh, you you would have no idea about any of this, Hoinsey, and probably ninety oh, yeah. percent of the people listening to this wouldn't either. But uh, you know, I I think she got her revenge by re-recording all of her uh, all of her original hits uh, and and calling them Taylor's version. So maybe there's a a way to to for the the Guardians to figure out a way to you know broadcast their own version of this and and. Uh, <laughs> um, make some money off it that way. Who knows? Yeah, Michael uh, Jackson. Michael Jackson bought all the Beatles' original uh, copyrights, and yeah, Paul McCartney's after, still after, trying to get them back. After Paul McCartney told him, uh, you know, hey, this is how to make money is to buy publishing rights, and you know, Paul McCartney led to his own, uh, you know, frustration there. It was uh, he. He was the one who told Michael Jackson to do it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he didn't tell him to buy the Beatles, but he said, oh yeah, publishing rights. That's how you make yeah. a bunch of money. And then uh, all of a sudden, Michael Jackson turns around on him. Uh, hey, hey, Joe, the one thing yeah. about the Bally Sports situation is right now, you know, the, the uh, Bally Sports or Diamond Sports Groups owes Cleveland, the Guardians, like $55 million for this season. And right now, you know, they're not getting paid and it's not really hurting them that badly, you know, because the roster is kind of stagnant right now. There's not a lot of movement going on. But when it gets to the trade deadline, if they're mm-hmm. in contention, you know, and if they've got to make a move, that's where it could come into play. So they definitely want to get this settled as soon as possible. Yeah, and, and you know, we're, we're probably another couple of years away from any uh, new uh, new money coming in from any sort of new ownership group or minority investors or anything like that uh, as well. So, uh, you know, it, it, you don't want to see the team held back at, at the trade deadline if there's a move that could be made. If they're not able to do so, uh, that, that would certainly be uh, really disappointing. Uh, hey, wanted to check in and uh, mention that uh, Larry Vanover, the uh, umpire who was struck in the head on a, a throw by Andres Jimenez in the game Wednesday, uh, kind of a freak play, uh, freak injury. Uh, the last that we had heard, uh, Vanover was still at uh, Lutheran Hospital, Cleveland Clinic Hospital, 
getting checked out. Um, I guess no other updates uh, from the league on that. Uh, still a, a pretty scary situation uh, to, to see Vanover get hit in the head uh, with a throw and, and just like the full force of the, the throw hitting him there. Yeah, Joe, he was supposed to work. Uh, him and his crew were supposed to work the uh, Phillies-Reds game Thursday night. Obviously, Larry didn't make it. And, uh, you know, he's still being under observation. Now, I don't know if he's been released or not. You know, there was a chance he could get released uh, yesterday from Lutheran uh, Hospital in Cleveland. But uh, we're still waiting on an update from that. And hopefully everything he's, you know, he's being hand, you know, he's being taken care of well and he's progressing. You know, he's in our prayers for sure. Uh Wanted to talk uh, a little bit about the situation uh, in right field for the Guardians. Uh, Will Brennan has gotten the start the last couple of games. Oscar Gonzalez starting to look like uh, maybe a, a forgotten guy in the in the mix there. Yeah, Joe, I thought I found it so strange to see him come up as a pinch hitter against the Yankees in the last game of the series in the ninth inning. And uh, I almost felt sorry for the, for him. I mean, this is a guy that what beat the Yankees in a postseason, you know, had the big hit in the Twice. ALDS. He was a vital part of that that unit that, you know, made that, you know, won the AL, AL uh, Central that beat the, the uh beat the Rays, and then, uh, you know, had a big hit against the Yankees. And now, you know, he's not he's not even playing every day. It, I mean, it's such a – it's a strange situation. I didn't see it coming. Uh, and, uh, you know, God love uh, Will Brennan, but now you've got three outfielders and none of them hit home runs. It's, you know, you're, you're playing into – you know, yes, they make, you know, you know, Quan and, and Straw and uh, – and Brennan make contact. They can all run. They're all good defenders. But where's the pop coming from this lineup, Joe? You, they, they can't. You know, yeah, obviously, you know, they went against, uh, you know, uh, character and 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 had a great season last year by not hit, but without the home run. But can you do it two years in a row? I mean, they've got to have some power generated from some one position, or you know, a couple of positions in this lineup. Yeah, and it makes what's uh, what you know Josh Bell's struggles even stand out even more uh, when Gonzalez isn't in the lineup, and they've uh, they've really only got maybe two bats in in Ramirez and Josh Naylor uh, that can give you any sort of pop in that in that way. Um, you, you mentioned uh, Gonzalez and uh, you know walking it off against uh, the Yankees and against the Rays. Uh, it, it takes me back. It, it, you remember the. Uh, the the Rays last lost. They're they're thirteen and zero right now. The last time the Rays lost, it was Oscar Gonzalez in the box hitting a home run and walking him off in the AL uh, the AL wildcard series. That's right. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's just you know, I I don't know. Did Oscar do something? Is he in the doghouse? I I don't know what what happened with this. I you know, it just seems like uh you know, I, it just seems like a, a you know, kind of the script got flipped somewhere, and uh, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, my two cents, probably less of Oscar doing something to get himself in the doghouse and more of Will Brennan doing something to, you know, make himself stand out a little more. Because the way that the Tito speaks about Brennan, it, it's glowingly it's it's, you know, he he's really impressed with and, and going to give Brennan a chance uh, to go out there and play. So uh, you can kind of sense it that 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 Tito maybe is favoring him a little bit more right now. Uh, and it's, it's not anything. I don't think that 
that Gonzalez didn't do, and it's more uh, more something that Will Brennan did do. Yeah, and, you know, I know Tito was talking about, you know, we haven't seen Gonzalez uh, go through April and May in Cleveland in the bad weather. You know, we, we, we wanted let's pump the brakes a little bit on him. Let's wait till he gets 550 at-bats. You know, and, and, and I know they thought he was like kind of the X factor, you know, because he is so aggressive swinging the bat. He doesn't walk, you know, he, and he really, you know, it, and it puts him at a disadvantage as far as hitting for a high average or repeating what he did last year, what he hit 290, 294, somewhere in there. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that has played into this as well, Joe. Yeah, it sounds like it. All right, uh, Hoinsey, uh, the Guardians open up a three-game series uh, tonight. Cal Quantrill on the mound against Trevor Williams for the the Nationals. I'm looking up and down this Nationals lineup. I'm looking for the uh, I'm looking for the threat in this Nationals lineup, and I'm I'm really not seeing it. They've uh, they've got a few key injuries, uh, guys like Carter Keboom and uh, other other bats in the the, the lineup. Uh, I think Corey Dickerson is out as well. Uh, but, but really there's a, there's not a, a whole lot of pop, uh, in that lineup, not a lot of, uh, real threats. Uh, these are games that the guardians should, uh, you know, should at least come out and, and, and be successful in. Yeah. You know, they, this is the time of this part of the schedule, you know, they just got really done, you know, with a tough, tough, uh, way to open the season, what 13 games, 10 of them against Seattle and, and, and the Yankees, uh, you know, seven on the road, you know, just, you know, that's tough for any club to do. Now they get into maybe perhaps a little softer part of the schedule and they have to take advantage of that. All right. We will be back on uh, Monday with uh, more from the, the, uh, you know, we'll be on the road in, uh, in Detroit uh, come Monday. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.